Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fun episode of Houndcast over at Moravian College. My name is Matt Nesto, and I am the Assistant Director of Student and Young Alumni Engagement, and I will be your host for this specific episode of Houndcast. Today, we are very excited to have Ross Traphagen join us. Ross is a recent graduate and part of the class of 2019. Ross, how are you doing today? Doing all right, Matt. How are you? Doing good. You know, weather, weather looks good. Good couple days we've had recently. So I'm excited to be here and talking with you. So for all you listening at home, as Amanda had mentioned in our first episode of season two, we are looking forward to having some young alumni on for a few episodes. So, you know, we really just thank you for joining and sharing your story. And as a fellow young alum, class of 2016, you know, this is more of a personal one being with someone who, you know, we went to school together. We had a a year together of overlap, your freshman year, my senior year. So this is exciting. It's it's going to be a fun one. Good stuff. Hey, you know, you're old to me. So no. <laughs> I know, right? Who would have thought that here we are talking and, you know, doing a houndcast together. Who would have thought that way back when? But it should be fun. All right. So, Ross, I just got, you know, a couple questions. And I'm sure the listeners are all very excited to hear about your story. So what is your story? Tell us a little bit about, you know, your Moravian experience as a student. What what kind of made Moravian click for you? Why was that the ideal choice when you were looking at different schools? You know, what made Moravian your spot, your, uh, your place to call home for the next four years? Sure. So I'm probably the exception to the rule. I applied to Moravian and only to Moravian. Oh, wow. And was accepted, obviously, <laughs> and, uh, and went from there. So I know uh, other people tend to apply to a whole bunch of schools. For whatever reason, I like had that feeling, and that was it. I come from a small town in New Jersey, a town of Clinton. And for me, you know, coming from a small town, a small kind of close-knit community, I kind of wanted that feeling still. You know, I know some people like, you know, that I grew up with, everyone said, oh, we want to go to a big school, big university, get out of it, totally different experience. But for me, there was just something about that that felt right to me that was something I was used to and comfortable with and kind of taking that first step on Moravian I had that same feeling right I mean one of the things people always talk about right it's people who hold the door for you it's saying hello as you're walking by but there's there is meaning to that right it's a cultural thing you know also for me I'm someone who appreciates history and definitely a kind of side passion of mine and how can you not take a step on Moravian's campus, north or south, and not just be amazed at the, you know, the history of the college dating back, obviously, to 1742? So for me, kind of those two things together being that, that close-knit community feeling and the real history of the institution was signed, sealed, and delivered for me and one and done. Oh, I, I, I totally feel you there with the history aspect. That was something for me as well that now working at the college for the last three years that, you know, you walk down Main Street and you, you just look at the different buildings and you see the years on them. And it's like some of these buildings were around before America was even America. That's something I, I totally feel you there with the history. It, it really kind of, it takes you to a different area. You try to imagine what campus could have been like way back then when it first started. Yeah, I actually took, when I had an extra slot, I think it was my sophomore year I can't remember um I took a history of 18th century Moravians class just because why not actually taught by a gentleman who is still I believe presently the head of the Moravian archives there in Bethlehem and we went through and learned all about Moravian society in the 18th century and really got to learn the history of both 
Moravians as a whole in terms of their global footprint, but then specifically in the city of Bethlehem and the founding of it and why things are what they are. And of course, some of the buildings on South Campus, for example, such as, you know, the Single Brethren's House and the history there, right? And that was a house that was for single men. That's kind of the meaning behind that. There was <laughs> Sister's House for women and, you know, the, how, how the society was done up, for example, the cemetery, that's right there, God's Acre Cemetery. Yes. Oftentimes you'd walk through a normal cemetery and you'd go, all the stones are straight up and down and that's something you're used to seeing. But if you've walked through that cemetery, you'll notice that all the stones are actually flat. I don't know if you ever thought about that. And that's a good point. The reason behind that is, is because Moravians believe that no one should actually be higher than one another so that everyone should be equally in their death. And so that's why you'll walk through there. Everyone's stones are flat. No one could build a bigger stone because they had more money than someone else. And at the same time, everyone's buried together. There are Native Americans buried in there next to, you know, Moravian settlers, for example. So they kind of believe that everyone should be equal in their passing. So they definitely were a bit progressive of society for their time in some aspects like that. You can't really get that at, at many other schools. And that, that's the beauty of, you know, how old of a college we are and, don't really think about that kind of stuff in, in this uh, day and age that we're in now, but doing a little digging, like we are on a very historic area here. So it definitely is cool and brought us together here as, here as alumni talking today in, in 2021. So who would have thought? Some people are going to be like, I don't want to hear about that. Come on, <laughs> Come on give me my nerd moment. All right. <laughs> no, no, we love it. We love it. So very history oriented, all that kind of stuff. So what were, what were some of the things that you were involved with on campus, you know, when you were a student? So, so I started out as a poli-sci major and I did graduate with poli-sci. I also ended up double majoring in sociology as well. I got involved in things that were pretty related to that, got involved in USG and carried there from my freshman year uh, through the end and was involved in a number of different roles there. And then at the same time, when I came onto campus, there really were no political groups. There were no college Democrats, no college Republicans, no, I mean, nothing. I think there had been, you know, in the past, going some years back, but there kind of been this lull period. And I had a few friends of mine who were in policy classes with me of all different political backgrounds. Um, again, Republicans, Democrats, people in between. And we came together and said, hey, why don't we start a group where we can bring everyone together and have civil discourse and debate about different issues, bring in different speakers who are elected officials, candidates, and so forth, and be able to kind of have that forum. So you don't have to segregate everyone. We can all come together and debate civilly or as civil yeah. as possible. <laughs> uh, and so we founded the Moravian Political Awareness Coalition, or PAC, which uh, to my knowledge is also still in existence to this point. Yeah you know, we did just that. So we were able to bring in at the time sitting Congressman Charlie Dent. And when he retired from his seat, we brought in, I think all or almost all of the candidates on the Democrat Republican side who were running, including now present Congresswoman Susan Wild, and we're able to have discussions with them in a, you know, small room, right? That's one of the great things about Moravian is that small, intimate conversations that you can have either with faculty, and in this case with elected officials and candidates for office. So we had a really good time, the group of us doing that. And um, it was fun. So it kept us busy. Yeah, I mean, I, I could remember always 
as a senior, your name was one that I knew. And it was like, wow, Ross has to be doing something. If as a freshman, he's making that big of an impact already. And whether that was me going into the center for career and civic engagement, or, you know, there were a lot of areas where you were definitely making a presence and you definitely left a a pretty nice mark with starting that group and really being a a big influence for a lot of people within the poli-sci community at Moravian. Which then leads me to this question. You know, you said that you were a poli-sci major. I was a sports management major myself. And right now I'm working as the assistant director of student and young alumni engagement. So there's no sport in that title. But, you know, I, I am loving what I'm doing. But at the same time, you know, it's not what I did for my major. So right now, are you still in political science? And, you know, what, what are you doing right now? And is it kind of what you thought when you were a student? Like, would you be in this position right now? So what do you got for us, Russ? So yes, I am directly doing pretty much what I went to school for. I am on my, my day job. I work at Mercury Public Affairs, which is a public affairs firm in our, our offices in Westfield, New Jersey, but we have offices all over the, the country and all over the globe, actually, for that matter. And in the public affairs world, majority of people that I work with all have been involved in politics or government in some capacity. And I mean, we have people who were top advisors to uh, John McCain and Governor Chris Christie. We have top advisors to Cory Booker and Bob Menendez, who are two senators from New Jersey. So we really have this bipartisan group of folks who have been involved in politics or government. And we, in public affairs, really dip into a lot of different categories. So that could be helping businesses navigate through state or local or federal government uh, on a number of issues, can be some digital marketing, advertising, PR type work in the business or political world. And it can be political campaigns doing, you know, consulting work on a congressional race, putting together mail pieces and video ads and so forth. So we really cover the gamut in the public sphere. And, you know, then also shortly after I graduated in 2019, I actually decided to run for town council in my hometown here of uh, Clinton, New Jersey, and was successful in doing so. So I've been it, uh, for, I guess, a little over a year now, <laughs> time flies. The 19, you're sworn in, obviously, in January of 2020. And uh, when I ran, I ran against two incumbents. I successfully beat one of the incumbents. And in doing so, <laughs> actually was the, the highest vote getter um, at the council level that year. That's amazing. That was a nice little bonus to it. Uh, oh, definitely. You know, and uh, in a town like Clinton, we're a pretty, in a, in a voter registration, we're pretty even between Democrats, Republicans, and independents. So to win in a town like ours, you really have to bring, you know, people of all parties into your kind of coalition to win. So I knocked on literally every single door, some of them twice, some of them three times (laughs) um, to, uh, to win people over. So both uh, in my day job, you know, where I make a living and in the side fund that is public office, I am straight up a poli-sci major for life. <laughs> that is awesome. And, and that's definitely something that I feel isn't always the case. You know, I mean, there's so many students and, and that is the nice part of going to Moravian. You know, you can broaden your horizons so much where you, there's always students who are changing their majors left and right because they take one elective and they're like, wow, I love that. Like, let me change it now. And then who knows, by the time it's time to work, they're going back to what they initially did. So it's definitely a wide range, but it really is 
cool and admirable even that, you know, what you set forth your first day on campus when you're only applying to one school, you are now still doing that. And, and I feel like that could really be something that students right now who aren't sure of like, oh, what am I going to do after I graduate, which is such a golden question for everyone. You, you really give them that people like me are like, you know, hey, you can do anything. And then people like you are like, you know, you worked on this for four years. You can still do it. Yeah. You know, poli-sci majors are, uh, for whatever reason, become the, uh, the main joke people saying, oh, you were a poli-sci major? What the hell are you doing? You know? <laughs> And look, that, you know, often was the case. I remember going to uh, some of the, the networking events as a student with alumni, and sometimes you were hard-pressed to find either a poli-sci major or one who was actually doing yeah. what they were for. And, and that obviously is the case in, you know, a number of other degree areas, you know, right, that people study. But for whatever reason, poli-sci, that, that tends to ring true the most, at least from my experience. And, you know, I hope that hearing my own story for any poli-sci student out there can go, okay, you know, it is possible. You, you get involved and meet people along the way and gain some experience that, you know, there are a number of opportunities in, uh, in politics and in government out there that Moravian students are involved in. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that, that's one thing that we really do try to encourage with our alum that while obviously we want them to give back in, in so many ways. Giving back your time is so valuable, especially for, for younger alum like yourself to connecting yourself with the Center for Career and Civic Engagement and then directly with the poli-sci office of, you know, being able to be a voice of like for, you know, you may have a freshman or a sophomore, look, he's doing it. Just almost like that mentorship type experience where that is just as valuable as really anything and sometimes even more. Uh, for our students to be able to really see someone who's doing what they're passionate about and being successful with it. I mean, Councilman Ross, that's, that's an awesome, that's an awesome name to have, you know, not many people could say that they've done that. And especially you at such a young age. Definitely recommend to any students specifically, obviously here, you know, poli-sci students, when you're on campus, you know, take advantage of opportunities that are out there for, you know, internships or volunteer on a local campaign. Because I think one of the things that that often comes up is, okay, you graduate, but, but now what, you know, who, yeah. do I, who do I talk to? What do I apply for a job in, in politics or in government? So if you have that experience when you're on campus, and I remember there were often times where professors would, you know, shoot an email to some of us and say, oh, hey, this local state uh, representative race was going on. They're looking for interns. Take advantage of that because yeah. you will meet so many people and you will gain so much firsthand experience. And, you know, the minute you graduate then, you give those people a call uh, <laughs> because they may very well then have an opportunity because they saw how much of a hard worker you were as an awesome Moravian student, obviously. And uh, <laughs> that means something. Yeah. And, and, and it's so much nowadays. It's crazy with the who you know for, for students once they graduate. And it doesn't have to be who do you know once you're a senior and now graduated. Exactly what you said. Get involved sooner and those doors will open. I mean, I know that when, when we had last talked, you you mentioned how you were involved at such a young age, even before Moravian, you know, yeah. getting involved in the politics, and that led to where you are today. I was apparently a strange 14-year-old child who thought, <laughs> hey, mom and dad, I want to go volunteer in a local campaign. Beats me. I did not come from a uh, 
household at all. I have no like idea why, <laughs> but I had an interest and I got involved. I mean, yeah. So I, I had already throughout high school and so forth helped out on uh, some local campaigns and stuff like that and got to know people. And uh, then actually my freshman year at Moravian, I ended up kind of doing a internship with a presidential campaign. This was back in leading up to the 2016 presidential election um, with a candidate who was unsuccessful, but uh, <laughs> went and went up to New Hampshire because the New Hampshire primary is the first in the nation primary. And I actually rode a bus from, uh, went over from New Jersey and uh, up, up to New Hampshire and volunteered and knocked doors in New Hampshire for that candidate. And let me tell you, it's uh, I've knocked doors in New Jersey, but when you're in some of the more rural parts and going farther up in New Hampshire, it's definitely a, a different world. <laughs> oh, sure, especially for a college freshman. My favorite was going down this long driveway in a rural part of New Hampshire and beginning to make our, our way down. I was with someone and we're making our way down this driveway and we look up at the tree and we're looking at this tree and we're going, what does that sign say? And we get a few steps closer and it says, if you can read this, you're in range. Well, oh decided to turn around and not go any farther. <laughs> I definitely don't blame you guys for spinning around and, and heading back after that one. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, I mean, that's awesome. It really is awesome though. Like, I, like I've said, you know, sounding like a broken record, but you continuing what, what your heart uh, was set out for. And you did a lot of that at Moravian. So now you're what, you're a couple years graduated now with, with 2019. You obviously missed COVID schooling, um, which I know that I'm very fortunate as well to have not been involved with that. But at the same time, if you could go back in time and, and go back to what, I, I guess your freshman year was the fall of 15. If you could go back to any time throughout your four years, what's a big thing that you miss and would love to go back if you could? You do it all over again. Well, you know, food, you know, <laughs> be able to just roll out of bed and walk and have someone already cooking you food all the time. <laughs> that's, that's a great answer. Good times. Well, you know, that's obviously yeah, jokingly, but you know, kind of serious. I think the big thing that I would imagine a lot of people say is, um, and rings true, just being able to see your friends all the time and being able to, to be in class with them and all that. I mean, it's definitely uh, in a post-college world, you do your best and, you know, it's not like you don't see your friends or hang out with them, but, you know, when you get caught up in, in life and work and all that, even, even in a, a short two years or whatever it's been now after graduating, life still gets in the way. So it's one of those times you look back and you go, huh, man, I should have taken that for granted just a little bit more. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know that, uh, me and my buddies, we, you know, we circled two or three dates on the calendar where we try to all get together. And it's crazy that it's only two or three, but we're also a very close group where if it's not all 10 or 12 of us getting together, we don't want to do it. Um, so it's, it's tough. You know, I have friends that are living in center city, Philadelphia right now. And I'm like, you know, an hour and a half away. And especially now, you know, and seeing that uh, one whole year of our postgraduate life has been in a pandemic uh, also makes it slightly more difficult. I mean, I can't imagine being a student right now during all of that, you know, let alone in my own life and, and work environment. Not been an easy time, but hopefully uh, we're chugging along and the light is at the end of the tunnel these days. Yeah, definitely things are, are getting better for sure. And like you said, you know, th those couple days that you can be with your friends, 
some of that was put on hold this past year, unfortunately. But that's a big thing that I reminisce on of, oh, what are you doing tonight? All right, I'm walking over. I'm already halfway there. Those are the things that you miss for sure. Right? I, I, you said you got some some friends out in Philly. One of our, our good buddies is down in Atlanta. That's definitely not a walk away. Different world now. It is. It is. And I know that you had an awesome time at Moravian. I did as well. You know, it, it's definitely the the sayings of once a hound, always a hound and call one greyhound and the whole pack keeps coming. All, all the different sayings that we have. I think it really reigns true, though. You don't get, you do not get that at a big university. No. no it's not the same. I remember uh, I had a friend who was at, uh, shall I name names? No. Um, <laughs> university of Delaware, right? Big, big university. And I remember we were talking and I forget what it was, but something where I had been involved. And I remember uh, we had dinner with President Grigsby, you know, at his house, right? Mm-hmm. And we having dinner around a table and we're talking about different things or whatever and conveying that to my friend who goes to this giant university where they like never see the the president university was like what you had dinner with your college president I'm like yeah i see him around campus all the time we talk you know yeah <laughs> that that's you know all those things are just unique to moravian in a lot of ways and i think there's a lot of other small colleges and universities that have it similar but still is something different there's still just Something a little extra special, I think, about the Moravian community. Oh, I, I totally agree. And I mean, I, I saw that pretty firsthand with graduating in 2016 and then coming back to work here in, in the fall of 18. Your, your senior year is when I had come back to work. And, you know, I'm seeing professors and different faculty and staff around campus Hey, congrats on the position. I didn't even know you knew my name still. You know, like I had you not only my freshman or sophomore year, but I was working by you, by by Clinton. I was working over in White House Station for for two years after graduating. And then here's these people who I, I had one class with you maybe fall of my sophomore year. And you're saying, hey, Matt, how's it going? Heard you're back. That, I definitely agree. While some schools probably have it, the smaller schools it really is something special here where to to rip off the the cheers um theme song where everybody knows your name you know and and it definitely reigns true here on campus and it, it makes it very welcoming and the the word family is really always tossed around here and community and all that and i think it's real though you you definitely have your moravian family and your moravian community and it it's fun i obviously really appreciate you you coming on and sharing your experience from how the heck did you get to Moravian, how amazing you did here and how you're, you really are taking your education and your experience and bringing it into your, your everyday life. And it, it really is something great. We really appreciate you being on today's episode, sharing your story. I know that some of your, your fellow classmates will, will make sure to, to hit them up to let them know that you're going to be on this episode and they'll be tuning in and hearing your story and be like, oh gosh, I have to hear Ross talk again because I know all this. For everyone else out there who doesn't know your story, I'm sure they're going to love hearing it. And we just really appreciate you being on today. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. It was good to chat as always and uh, looking forward to staying in touch. Absolutely. And we'll be sure to let you know when, uh, when this does drop. And for all of our alum who are joining us, be sure to keep an eye out for the launch of our next episode, which is going to be on April 21st. 
And if you don't already, you know, make sure you're following the Moravian alumni social media pages, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that, you know, we'll always make sure that we're posting when these are being dropped on those various platforms. So stay tuned to those. Hope everyone stays healthy and safe. And Ross, again, thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to you coming back on campus as soon as things start to settle down and make sure you'll, we'll take you around and show you what, what has changed in the last couple of years. You know, a lot of big changes coming. Definitely. Looking forward to it. All right. Awesome. Again, everybody, that was Ross Traphagen, class of 2019. Stay healthy, stay safe, and hound them.